Yeah, gorgeous. She looks like she's. Hey, she doesn't look bad. She just looks like she's frozen now. Hey, folks! Welcome to Couchcast number thirty-five. I am Master Torgo, Doctor Vlog, Eighties Jeff, and we are here to talk weekend geek. Sorry, we missed you last week, everybody. Uh, Due to circumstances beyond our control. Indeed, pretty much. So. We skipped that week in Geek, but, you know, you yeah. can find that information anywhere at this point. So now here's the new information. You didn't miss much anyway. <laughs> not at all. No, Just, not it, at the, week, the week that we decided that we're not going to do it for aforementioned reason. Yeah. Uh, then it's like Newsweek. Super yeah. Newsweek. All, all you really missed was me griping about the decline of uh, si- booth sizes at CES and the lack of booth babes. Although attendance is way up. In fact, uh... CEA, Consumer Electronics Association, uh, did say that there were 2,000 more people the first day than they were expecting, and overall attendance was up from last year. Nice. So, kudos to the attendees, booze to the uh, financially stricken consumer electronics <laughs> people who shrunk their booth sizes. Ooh, who are you looking at there, Barry? Just looking at celebrity gossip. Uh, celebrity gossip. Oh, uh, yeah. That, Barry's on, Barry loves Perez Hilton. Suck dick. <laughs> All right, what, this I week think in he geek. Does. <laughs> Who? Hilton. Hilton. Perez Hilton. Oh, yeah, he does. <laughs> All right, first up in week in geek, Hustler is making an Avatar porn. No. Yeah. Yeah. Entitled "This Ain't Avatar Triple X," much along the line of "This Ain't Star Trek," and what were some of the other ones? Um, this ain't the Brady's. This ain't Triple the X. Cosby's. This ain't the Monsters. Wait, this they... ain't Seinfeld. This ain't Thirty Rock. This ain't the Ugly Couch Show. I forgot that Barry's the expert on this, but yeah, I mean, everybody Wait, they, knew this had they to did, be coming. They did this ain't the Brady's. Yeah, yeah. Wow. They did a lot of this ain't. My my seventies dreams are coming true. <laughs> Man, I fear one thing for that porn. I saw this porn. What was it like? Hookers from Mars or some crazy something like that. All right. Um, the girls were painted green. Okay. But they didn't bother to actually like seal it or anything or blow dry it or whatever when they put the girls in the porn. It was just cheap green makeup. Okay. And it rubbed off. Nice. Halfway through the sex scenes, you got like patches of skin where it should be green, but it's not. It's just so cheap. Dude, makeup and friction don't mix. You know this. You worked at Star Trek, the experience. Yes, but what we did was spray our hands and then powder them. Powder and that spray shit. again. Yeah, but they had to rub off some by the end of the day. Some. But you know what you do when you're on film? You pause, you cut, you reapply the makeup, and you continue with the fucking. Nah, I think it adds to the charm. Oh, it does. It, there is charm there. You know what? While we're on the hooker subject, i got to say one of my favorite <laughs> B movies, Frankenhooker, okay. had the most awesome VHS box back in the day. Oh, that's right. I, I remember click, that. You click the little thing on the front, and you go, want a date? That's <laughs> right. I'd... I loved that. I don't know what happened to my, my VHS copy of it, but I used to push that thing all the time when I'd walk by on the shelf. <laughs> Frankenhooker, <laughs> there's a reference. <laughs> when that damn thing got into the video store, doesn't matter where you went the store, you know someone was in the horror section. You, you just hear it throughout the store. I can't imagine working in that place. Did they ever put out a the... decent DVD version of that? No, because it wasn't a decent movie. Well, no, no, no what? I mean, nah, it's Frank and Hooker. I mean, I'm not saying like necessarily, you know, with that's good cult shit. With behind the scenes, I mean, if it had a, a commentary track or at the very least a decent video transfer, I'd buy it. I, don't know, I think it's done by the same guy that did Bad Biology, if I remember right. And uh, and that's just getting a DVD release now. <laughs> we'll see. So probably not. Probably well, not. Amazon, Barry. Does Amazon Wee. have Frankenhooker? I don't know. Does right, anybody well. have a Frankenhooker? That's that was that was my weird tangent for the night. So all right. So what uh, do we got? So this ain't Avatar is coming out. Triple uh, X. So are the furries going to go apeshit? Probably. Yeah, there it is. It's a porn, porn for furries. Yeah, I guess technically they are when it comes to especially those uh, heavy made-up furries, the really disturbing ones that are yeah, part... Yeah, where they, they don't actually have fur on, but it's like that... Makeup that the, the airbrush um, paint scheme that... Yeah, like a horse's head? Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> so, uh, I see a lot of those on YouTube and you're I just like, I see a lot Duh. of people at the next Comic-Con they are going to do that. No. Yeah. No. There's going to be a lot of big, fat... Jake Sully's. 
I don't you're blue. Right. You're right. That's what's going to happen, isn't it? Oh, well, it's going to be terrible. Hopefully, they'll be the lazy kinds that that won't be willing to apply the makeup over and over and over during the day. So they'll give up after on it after like a first couple hours and then go take off all the makeup. Well, I hope somebody uses stilts. That would be cool. That that would help. How would they even do that? I don't know. Because these things are supposed to be like ten feet tall, yes. right? So they'll just have really tall people in them. Whatever. Moving on, Hollywood Reporter tells us this. Fox is developing a stateside version of the UK hit series, Torchwood. Okay, now hold on. Wait a minute. I have questions. We know, finish your story, All right. and then I have, I'll hold my questions. Good, because we have answers. We the do. project is from BBC Worldwide Productions with original series creator Russell Davies writing the script. More straight-faced spinoff of Doctor Who. Torchwood is about a convert group that inst- investigates and fights alien activity. Two series aired domestically on BBC America, as well as last year's well-reviewed standalone miniseries, Children of Earth, which broke all ratings records for the network. Unlike U.S. adaptations that have gone awry, Torchwood fans can take comfort that the original producing team is on board, in addition to Davies. Executive producers include Davies' producing partner, Julie Gardner, and Jane Tranter. Okay. Also, some of the current cast, most likely John Barrowman, who plays the immortal Captain Jack Harkness, might star if Fox orders Torchwood to pilot. So it's not even to pilot yet. As for the show, new show's plot, U.S. version will contain a global storyline compared to the more localized sensibility of the first two BBC seasons. Okay, so it's not going to be a remake. No. Thank God. And it really can't be Torchwood without John Barrowman. This is true. Now, all the Torchwood fans really wanted uh, uh, Martha... uh, I give him a Freeman, however. Mm-hmm. Martha her Jones. Martha Jones. Or whatever and, her uh, married name Ricky is now. Yeah. To be uh, in the series. Okay. And, of course, that one chick from Torchwood. The, uh, I, I'm still, I still, still so behind on Torchwood, I couldn't tell you who well, she's Well, she's, she's the other big star in Torchwood. She's like the cop. Really, she's her. She's the only one left alive, I think. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> Catch up, people. I think it'll be good, except for the fact that it's the American version, and as we know, uh, Americans screw things up. Well, I think the most uh, telling red light is, this is Fox, I give it six episodes max. (laughs) Yeah. They'll they'll, they'll they'll cancel it before it even gets a chance. Dude, it's going to premiere on a Friday. It's not going to get moved to Friday. It'll premiere on a Friday. Hello, Dollhouse, Firefly... It might, it may get on. one season, and if it, they give it that much love, they'll cancel it in the middle of the second. Ugh. Because it's Fox; it's what they do. That's what they've, they've done. I, 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 I seriously do not understand. I mean, I get it. People put projects in development, and they get excited when a, a major studio like Fox offers them a development deal. But seriously, at this point, I would turn down any offer from Fox. I wouldn't. I mean, this is a, this Ugly is, Couch Show is up for sale, Fox. If you uh, <laughs> if you feel like buying, dude, we, and, we'll uh, take it. We'll take six episodes. We'll, we'll, we'll take half a season. We'll get six episodes on air before they they tell us we're a, a you know a and failure. Then we renegotiate the FX. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, speaking of on a tangent, I didn't really include this on the notes, but this I, I didn't I re- didn't think about bringing this up just because it's still very ooh, what's going on. But Ooh, what's going on? Apparently, Joss Whedon is meeting with one of the heads of FX television. Okay, and but that's all we know. And that, but the thing is, it's like everywhere. It's like, ooh, they're having a lunch. All right, but I it, have three but apparently lunches a week. What but the hell? It's a, a business lunch, but a lot of people are speculating that. Uh, well, he's had enough of Fox. What it comes down to. Well, I mean, yeah. I would too. He's had two series that were fairly well done series that could have gone on That's for debatable. years. It's debatable because you're a Whedon hater. But Whedon hater. Let's go on. Your sexuality um, is debatable. Moving on. His name is Barry Whedon hater. He's, Whedon-hater. The fact is, Barry, he's had two <laughs> series on Fox that last name had large Whedon-hater. followings that had the potential to be long-running series a la X-Files mm-hmm. that were not given their just due. But to be fair, X-Files went about three seasons too long. Well, that's true. I think they should have ended it after the seventh season. When, when Duchovny said, yeah, I'm only going to appear in like half the episodes, mm-hmm. that's probably the... Uh, it really jumped the shark when they moved the whole production to L.A. 
Well, this is the big news that came out this day because we skipped all of Spider-Man news last week. So let's catch yeah. up and say New York Magazine's Vulture Block confirmed Sony will immediately announce a deal with 500 Days of Summer Mark Webb to direct not one but three Spider-Man movies in a rebooted franchise that will focus far more what? on the private life of Peter Parker. Yep. Webb's other big appeal? Well, he's cheaper than the old Spider-Man crew. The deal just now being sewn up calls for Webb to be paid roughly $10 million for the first film, with substantial bonuses built in if the picture reaches certain box office milestones. How can they reboot it? The movies just came... They're, they're, they're still fresh. The news they, was that Sony wants to reboot the Spider-Man franchise as a high school franchise, oh no. though there's been no official confirmation on oh that. Oh, no. The, they're on the bandwagon. Well, uh, supposedly they've had the script and the reboot planned for a while now. In fact, uh, I believe Raimi was originally only signed to a four-picture deal, and mm-hmm. they were anticipating replacing him and the entire cast after the fourth film anyway because they knew it was going to cost a lot more money to produce because everybody's deals would have to be renegotiated. Well, This means we're going to get a lot of slow-mo shirt-off shots now. Yep. Well, Slow-mo shirt-off <laughs> shots is going to be Twilight meets Spider-Man. Well, there's been... Uh, I certainly... They don't... already did the origin story. They did it fine. What the hell's wrong with it? One was fine. Two was fine. Three was a musical. <laughs> I certainly don't think it's actually going to happen, but the rumors spreading around the internet is that one or more of the Twilight stars will get cast uh, in the new Spider-Man. And I'm like, well, look, they're not going to do that because yeah. these kids have been in enough pictures now that they're going to demand a higher sum of money. Mm-hmm. What Sony's probably going to do is going to cast some relative unknown actors, which could be a good thing. In most cases, it is. We've had that discussion before where, you know, we don't think you should cast a, a really, really well-known actor in an iconic role. And let's face it, people are going to go see the movie because they want to see the suit. They want to see Spider-Man. They don't want to see whoever's playing Spider-Man, per se. Yeah. So, but I mean, they want to see Spider-Man in the Marvel Universe with Tony Stark and the Hulk and Thor and Captain America. That may be part of the plan the movie, as well. That's the movie I want to see. That's the movie they're building up to. And, and they've clearly been building up to that. And to be fair, this... Well, no, but no, that's the Marvel know, Pictures No one's seen version. a script and everything. And Sony and Marvel Pictures are separate yes. entirely. So they're not going to weave the two together. Yeah, Marvel Studios, for, for now, does not have Spider-Man? The, the, the Spider-Man... They don't have Spider-Man, they don't have X-Men, they don't have Fantastic Four. They They can get away without Fantastic Four, they can get away without uh, X-Men, as long as they just don't mention. Which, Fantastic Four is also in development for a reboot, too. Yes, because they have to use up their rights before they lose them. So is this uh, what they're doing with Spider-Man? They're just using up the rights before they they lose them? There's still a lot. Sony's got a long time left in their original deal. And, of course, there's a lot of speculation. Uh, The high school thing's been out there, but there's also been a lot of talk that they want to make this darker, too. I mean, it's just a lot of rumor right now. It makes Spider-Man darker. He's not a dark character. I know. it, But I will say this. I would like to see a little more of the, the snarky Peter Parker based off of than what I've seen. I mean, yeah. we, we, we've already seen uh, nerdy, awkward Peter Parker quite a few times, but we haven't seen that snarky, high-wit, yeah, we somewhat seen sure of Spider-Man. himself in the costume Spider-Man, really. So and the one that we really adore. And that's not high school Spider-Man. That isn't high school Spider-Man, no. So, yep. But again that, again, that whole high school thing, rumor. It's still in rumor land. I won't see it. I will. I will wait you know, to learn more. You'll probably go. See You're going to see it. You're fooling nobody, nerd. I, I wouldn't see that movie, nerd. So, so right now, I'm not interested. No. I'm telling you. I'm telling you right now. No. I'm not interested. And you know okay, what? Okay. Well, let's let's go back almost ten years ago now. When when Tobey Maguire was announced as Spider-Man, did you go? Oh my God! Tobey Maguire is going to be Spider-Man. I'm going to love that. I was actually happy with that. Well, but you and I knew who he was at the time. I was indifferent. You were indifferent. But did you enjoy him? At least for the first couple of films? I enjoyed Spider-Man. him in the first couple of films. Uh, I was waiting for him to get snarky and be, get he more was like, like Spider-Man was supposed to be. He was a little bit in the first movie. But he but. was kind of a wuss. But you know what? He was coming into his own. 
That's right. fine. That's what the first two movies are for. Sure. And I was waiting, just waiting, <laughs> for him to drop Mary Jane off a building. <laughs> okay. Yeah, we're all kind of waiting for that. Uh, well, person dunce. Ugh. <laughs> Ew. Yeah, she's really fallen off that wagon, hasn't she? Wow. Yeah. Right. Well, through Sci-Fi Wire, or Sci-Fi Wire, we've been hearing for years that George Lucas might 3D-ify Star Wars movies at some point. Well, that point might be now. Success of James Cameron's Avatar could push the filmmaker to apply the technology to his own movies. Lucas spoke with Access Hollywood at the Golden Globes on Sunday. George was so impressed with the mm-hmm. movie's technology that he thinks it could help pave the way for creating 3D versions of his Star Wars movies. Quote, We've been looking for years and years and years of, of trying to get Star Wars and put it in 3D, George explained to XS. But technology hasn't been there. We've been struggling with it, but I think this will be a new impetus to make that happen. Well, I mean, several years ago at CES, he had a special that is true. screening of like five minutes of... Pod racing. Of episode four. That uh, episode four, I remember episode one, pod racing. No, but he like went back and took. Oh, okay. The, this, the, this the CES thing, it was very limited. Very few people got in to see this. It was press and so you can't let and by special invi- invitation. Cause... But he took, you know, uh, a new hope, and took five minutes of it and was able to apply this uh, specific technology that the company, the development, their name escapes me right now and was able to make it 3D a la what Avatar is now, where everything, it's like looking out a window as opposed to the, you know, things flying out at you. So, and the rumor at that time was that he was going to go back and take all three original films and make them 3D in that sense. But that's been at least six years. Sure. Well, here's... If not more. Well, here's something interesting to ponder. Wait, wait, before I go into the interesting department, Barry looks like he's about I, to I need an explanation for this look on Barry's face. Go ahead. This is your forum. Nail it. No, you know what? What? I don't want to explode. No. I don't want to explode. No, I want you to explode. Uh, I will poke you with a pin so okay. you can explode. Short answer? Short. <sighs> <laughs> Long answer. George! <laughs> I love you, okay? Buddy, you did great for four, five, and six. Sorry, sorry. The first three movies. Before the remasters? Yes. <laughs> you did great. Sorry, the special Irving Kirshner did great. The other guy did great. Everyone did great. Okay? And then you had to go and fuck with it. Yeah, you remastered the audio. Great. You, but then you... Han shot first? You're really going back that to this argument now? Han shot first. That's what it's supposed to be. Then, then you, then you have Greedo shooting first, and then you turn Revenge of the Sith into a no, Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi. Jesus Christ, Return of the Jedi. You turn it into a musical, and then you even change the song at the end, the Yub Nub song. Okay, given I hate Ewoks, but you, yeah, you gotta fuck with their song. Give them their little thing. <laughs> and it, it just the whole thing gets all fucked up. And don't forget, they put, uh, uh, what's his name in there as Anakin at the end of Return of the Jedi. Oh! That was pretty <laughs> shitty. Oh. If I were the actor that had played him originally, I'd be pissed. <laughs> and then, of course, you had to go and screw up Star Wars forever with episodes one, two, and three. Um, and now you want to go back and you want to do more? Stop. George, stop. If anyone is listening to this that knows George Lucas, stop him. If you love him, tell him to stop. It's a, do like an intervention. Sit down with him in a room and don't let him leave the room until he agrees never to touch the Star Wars films again. You are breaking my toys. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Barry looks like he's about to have an aneurysm over here. I seriously think a blood vessel may burst. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done here. I'm All done. Right. I'm done with him. <laughs> Well, I will say this, you know, Avatar just... Breaking my toys, George! ...just surpassed Star Wars domestically. If George re-releases, because we're on first name basis, George and I, if George re-releases Star Wars in 3D, they could well regain its place of where it was before. So it probably will be Titanic, but... uh, Now, let me ask you this. mm -hmm. Is 
Did Avatar make more money than Star Wars? Um, adjusted? Adjusted? I don't think so. No. Not yet. Okay. Well, Barry, let me ask you this. I mean, I, after just having heard, hear, heard your rant there, if he's not changing the film other than making it 3D... He's fucking with the film. So you would not go see a 3D version of A New Hope as long as nothing else changed other than suddenly it's now 3D. Because that was this technology that was applied to it like six, seven years ago. I'll go see it because it's New Hope. Because I like New Hope. I'll go see the next two as well. As long as Han shoots first. You don't want to see Jar Jar Binks step in the 3D poopy? I'd rather eat glass and piss it out (laughs) than watch uh, Jar Jar Binks in 3D. I'll throw bottles at the screen. <laughs> he will. He will, folks. I'll bring rotten fruit. Well, here's something we've all been waiting for. Summer Entertainment and E1. This, this actually probably should be. You know, I'm going to go ahead and skip into news you don't give a shit about, all right? All right. Hey. All right, we're just going to skip ahead into that because this really belongs there. Summer Entertainment and E1 Entertainment announced today they plan to develop a television series based on the 2009 paranormal action movie Push. Did anybody really? see this movie? Push? Push. You know, I haven't... You know, the Heroes movie. I just yeah. haven't gotten around to it. I, no, I have not seen it. Didn't they already make this TV show, Heroes, right? Is, it, is, that, what, is that what it is? Push, it's, it seems it's like very it's the exact similar. same thing. Uh, you know, people with powers, and they, you know, they essentially fall into two camps. It would be a Heroes movie if it were incredibly convoluted and just lost me, and, and I lost interest <laughs> halfway through it, and walked out of the theater. News you don't give a shit about. A while back, it was announced that CBS was pondering bringing back the popular TV series Hawaii Five O, with hey, the development fun. of a new, updated take on the show. Initially, Ed, uh, here we go. Ed Bernio of Criminal Minds was hired on to captain the reboot, but that didn't ultimately work out. So since then, a new pilot for the potential series was then written by Star Trek and Transformers duo Alex Kurtzman and Roberto, how do you say that? Orsi. Orsi, along with CSI New York executive producer Peter Lenkoff. The work done on the pilot must have been really impressive because uh, CBS isn't waiting around, officially greenlit the show's comeback for a full season. Wow. Come back? Uh, wow. But what was so groundbreaking about Hawaii Five O to begin with? It was just cops in Hawaii. Yeah, that was that's it. it. But well, they but, just do CSI. Well, have, but it was the, you, that's pretty much what I have a feeling is going to be. You have to remember when the, when the original Hawaii Five O came out, Hawaii was very new as a state. Number one, true. Number two, not a Exotic. lot of people had been to Hawaii, so it was fascinating. Ooh. What does Hawaii really look like? Now, you know, we have shows like Lost being now filmed there. Now it's a goddamn there. So you know, yeah, you know what Hawaii looks like. And, and we could probably each name a friend that has been to Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii. I've been to Hawaii. And, yeah, exactly. You've they, been they to Hawaii, sh- too. They should do Easter Island 5 I'd like to go to Hawaii, but, you know, then I have whole job issues that Every episode is them trying to keep vandals from spray painting those statues. Cobra Island 5 Yes, that's it. Nailed it. Make that movie. And the, se- se- Compete the season... Compete with the Weather Dominator! Yes, the season ends with the Weather, weather Dominator. Yes. <laughs> Boom. Love it. Yes. Amen. You know what? I'll watch the pilot of the 5-0, of Hawaii 5-0 reboot, but I, whether I'm going to follow it along... Uh, the Island of Dr. Moreau, 5-0. Yes. <laughs> wow. Thank you. That would be... No, you know what would be even better? Cops. Island of Dr. Moreau. The island <laughs> the cops of... driving around interviewing fools. So, the so, island so of Fu Manchu. His finger off. Five O. Kung Fu Island Five O. Like Fu from island. Black yeah, Dynamite. Exactly. Dynamite. Cops Dynamite. and Kung Fu treachery. <laughs> giddy up. Coming soon on DVD and Blu-ray, folks. Coming soon on Eight Track. News you don't give a shit about. Shit again. Shit This this will give you gout. Although Hellgate London was originally released in 2007 and officially shut down less than 16 months later, Korean developer Hanbitsoft has acquired distribution rights for the game in the United States, Europe, Japan from Namco Bandai and intends on re-releasing the game in these territories at some point in the future. Wait a minute. After... Is this the game that you told me the book was better? I never read the book. 
or the comic, but, or the... but it probably is. The after original developer Flagship Studios closed down less than a year after releasing Hellgate London online service for Hellgate London remained active until February two thousand nine. Handbitsoft redeveloped the game and released it as a free to play MMO in the Korean market. Having acquired distribution rights from Namco Bandai, Handbit intends to re-release the game Europe, United States, and Japan following planned release in China, Taiwan, and other South Asian countries later this year. So you. Uh, Hellgate London fans out there, you get another go. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I don't care. <laughs> you know what? Overall, I played it. It wasn't a bad game. However, it was a very monotonous game. Isn't that the one you won at uh, CES? No, that's the one you won at CES, and I took from you. Well, because I gave it to you. Yeah, you did. It's true. There's an online <laughs> You were more likely it, to play it than Is it an MMO? Well, it, that, that was the weird thing about it. It was an MMO if you wanted it to be. It was free to play online, or you could pay a cheaper amount to get a lot more stuff. It's, it's that kind of play-to-play tier. By the, but if you bought the game itself, you got a full single-player experience with it, too. It was, a, it was, I mean, it was a, kind of a tried-and-true, we've seen it before, Gates from Hell open all over London. It's pretty much in the title. But uh, but that's always fun to play through, you know. Hellmouths, who doesn't love them? Yay! But that's it for news you don't care about. Although Thank some of these God. other ones you might not care about too. So we're going to give it a shot. <laughs> All right. Boxoffice.com. Joe Johnston, who directed the third Jurassic Park movie and the upcoming Captain America, confirmed that a fourth Jurassic Park is in development, okay. and that it could lead to more. Quote: Well, there's going to be a Jurassic Park four. And it's going to be unlike anything you've seen. It breaks away from the first three. It's essentially the beginning of a second Jurassic Park trilogy. Dinosaurs in space? It's going to be done completely different way, and that's pretty much all I can tell you. Unquote. Dinosaurs with rockets strapped to their backs? You might be right. Awesome. Jurassic Park, Dinotopia. Wait, they did that on sci-fi, didn't they? <laughs> dinosaurs Probably. piloting jets? How awesome would that be? Ninja dinosaurs piloting jets. <laughs> Ninja dinosaurs. How did Ninja Dinosaur move? Silently. Indeed. <laughs> Marvel recently released the solicitation previews that revealed the end of Siege will also mark the end of all the Avengers titles. Huh? All the major Marvel Avengers titles, New Avengers, Dark Avengers, Mighty Avengers, and the Avengers, the initiative will all be canceled. However, Marvel very well will not cancel some of its highest-grossing titles without replacing them, so... Based on the preview released earlier, it seems that the end of Siege will mean the dawn of a new age of Marvel called the Heroic Age. But uh, so, Avengers gone, probably rebooted into something else. But but yeah, Avengers is uh, ending. But it already kind of ended when Bendis destroyed it and created the new Avengers. Yeah. So that's... are they just putting all the titles into one? Don't know. I mean, it's Siege of obviously the last of the major Marvel arcs for a while. Please, <laughs> and. Uh, what, the Green Goblin is now running the Avengers? So Yeah, something like that. Weird. But here, this is much more interesting news when it comes to comic books, because I love this. This, okay. this. this just makes me giddy. Marvel sent out a press release into regard to a special offer for retailers in a, quote, effort to provide assistance to comic retailers. Retailers will have the chance to dump extra copies of certain titles to get an ultra-rare Siege Number 3 Deadpool variant. For every 50 stripped covers of select issues that retailers send, retailers will qualify to receive one free Siege Number 3 variant. The 50 covers can be any combination of the following list. Adventure Comics Number 4, Booster Gold Number 26, Doom Patrol Number 4, Justice League of America number thirty nine. Wait, wait, what? Outsiders number twenty four. JLA isn't a Marvel title. None of these are, my friend. What do these comics have in common? These None are, of these are Marvel titles. These are all not only DC. They're all Blackest Night comics that retailers were encouraged to order. Back in August, that for every twenty five copies they ordered, different Lantern Rings could be ordered to give away. Retailers had to decide whether or not to order the comics if they wanted to be part of the promotion. A lot of rings have ended up on eBay, of course. Retailers, so, so essentially, what it so comes the down to... the plastic ones that we got at Comic-Con for free? Or are they like actual metal rings? No, they're the plastic ones. Those? So this, this is what... So, 
Yeah. Yeah, let me... Ad- we we got a Comic Con because you know it's part of the thing. But retailers, not everybody goes to Comic Con. Sure. If they bought twenty five issues of any of those aforementioned titles, they would get rings to give out two. Wow. However, Marvel, in an effort to show that the extra comics that they sold didn't sell, are saying, you know what? Send those extra copies that didn't sell to us, and we'll give you this free variant to kind of prove that DC's comics in this part of Darkest Night sold for shit. <laughs> Even though it, it, they sold better than the average would, this is essentially Marvel pulling out a dick move. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Marvel essentially came up with a ploy to point out DC's unsold books. But of course, <laughs> Here, both publishers your failure. <laughs> do their share of retailer incentives, and retailers aren't being forced to do this. This is an right. option. It's an optional So thing. the DC versus Marvel war continues. I love it. Wow. That's funny. And for those of you f- doing all the uh, the uh, Hitler downfall movie re-edits, <laughs> there's a great one with this whole Marvel versus DC and these rings and shit. It's great. <laughs> Pocket Books has indefinitely postponed the release of four planned new Star Trek universe tie-in novels, all of which had storylines that take place just after the events of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek film so as not to interfere with the film's sequel plans. Heard about this. After the huge success of Star Trek, Pocket Books has announced their plans to release four new tie-in novels in 2010, but just this last week, Trek Movie posted the summaries and preliminary covers for the planned books. So it was all set, all ready to go, and then scrapped. Some uh, big-name Trek authors overall involved, too. So. Oh, yeah. So look at that. Helping out. Not fucking with continuity. Well, Good. I mean, it's, it's all... Pocketbooks is owned by Viacom, CBS, Paramount. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure that they were highly encouraged yes, to hold off. Because earlier Star Treks didn't mess with Star Trek continuity at all. Well, it's because the... It's called Extended Universe for a reason. There were a lot of contradictions in the Star Trek universe in books versus films and television shows. Because when the book started, Roddenberry flat out said, the books are not canon. Yes. They are not canon, so the authors were pretty much free to do whatever they want. Yes. But in the official Star Trek realm, they meant nothing. Well, the rumor is, with with this new franchise, that the books are going to try to hold the continuity of the J.J. Abrams reboot storyline. So are you saying that the new books will be canon? Could be. They have not officially made this statement yet, but the rumor is that they are going to try. They've never made books canon, and you know what? They probably shouldn't. I agree, because that means that future writers of future movies slash television shows have to pay attention to what was written in the books as well. God forbid they have the the Star Trek books canon. Do you know how many books there are out there? It's ridiculous. True, but a lot of the books, in some ways, are better than many of the episodes that we got on. Well, that's... That's that's, that's, that's that's what I get Especially later in, like, say... Uh, you know, Voyager, and towards the end of Voyager, and I'll even say that some of the Pretty last few episodes of DS9. Yeah. They, they, they should not make the books canon. I'm not saying that they definitely are, but the rumor is that they are going to try to. Let me ask you, are the books of Star Trek, are they canon? I've heard rumor that they are. Of no. Star Trek? Uh, yeah, Star Wars. Are the Star Wars books canon? No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I, You'd have to ask your buddy George That's on that a good one. point, but I don't think they are. I don't think... I think that's why they call it Extended Universe and just about all these things. Yeah. At just, the same time, though, we, it's like, we it's know like for a, a like, sub-canon, really, Extended yeah. Universe has been. It's, it's if you want more flavor in between. Because let's face it, when... Back before there was, I'm going to make more movies now, you know... Zalanzi wrote that uh, that trilogy that yeah. came out, and everybody went ape shit because holy shit, new Star Wars stories, something that we yeah. desperately wanted at the time. And George has and everybody br- read it. George has brought some extended universe stuff into the main main universe, right? But at the th- at that's his to pick and choose. Yeah, and so well, it's because he'll license anything, right? If, if it's gonna make toy. if it's gonna make him money, he'll license it. Just, so I'm sure that's how the books with Star you, Wars universe got you, so many editions. I can actually answer that question now because I because remember when Force Unleashed was released? Yeah, that was the only thing that Lucas said. This game is canon. Really? 
Everything else, video game wise, is not canon, and therefore all the books are also not canon. The only thing even that's been Knights canon of the Old Republic, even Knights of the Old Republic, hmm. even uh, Jedi Academy, because he Jedi gave. Knight? That's why they set it so far back, is because right. you know they could they're free to do whatever they want as long as they didn't screw with uh, the the, the later storylines. Well, I so, gotcha. So that's one of the reasons why they set it 4,000 years prior. Because I remember that they, the Bioware was making a huge deal about working with... Oh, sure, because they wanted to make Lucas everything Arts. right and in yeah. there. But canon? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm. Well, it doesn't matter with the Star Wars universe anyway, because canon... <laughs> it's all, it, it's ever-changing. It changes on Lucas's whim. Yeah, if you can throw monkeys dancing in there, then that's canon. <laughs> canon is broke. Jar Jar, yeah, Jar Jar is canon. Yeah, canon that, is worthless. Really, you know what? That that really becomes the the argument right there. there isn't it? Jar Jar is canon. Hey, there's a T-shirt. <laughs> there's a T-shirt for Jar Jar is canon. It just happens with that hands up on his ears with the tongue at you. Yeah. Oh, I think you should say are broken. I think you should put Jar Jar is canon. Dot dot dot. Sigh. <laughs> if you'd like to send your Star Wars toys to us, to, we'll break them on air. Yes, we will. So Gladly. and send them back to you fragmented and yeah. signed. <laughs> each little piece. <laughs> Jeff will sign each little shard. I will. <laughs> well, since Brian Bendis announced that a TV show based on his indie superhero comic Powers was in the works for effects, Cable, the, uh, back at February's New York Comic Con, there wasn't much to follow up the news. And uh, with even major superhero franchises wiping projects off the slate, you might think that long silence means doom, or at least deadlock. But... Premium Hollywood had just had a chat with FX president John Landgraf, who confirmed the show is still in production and just brought in a new writer. So excellent. Powers is still alive, people. I did. I thought I wrote it off. I thought, eh, must have fallen off. I haven't heard a damn thing about it. Ah, El Satterino. Cool. So yes. I'm excited. Did you, have you guys read Powers? Yes, I read Powers. I held off because it was just too much to read right now. And then I read it all in one like weekend, and it was. Good, good, great read. Yeah, and yeah, it, was, uh, it was great. It's the the thing starring Mike Myers and had Seth Green in it. No, no, shame <laughs> on you, shame on you. Oh, because I pulled a Torgo just no, now. Allow me, allow me to educate you. <laughs> I'll get my book and leave it on leave it on your pillow. The comic fairy will visit your home tonight. We've done it on the show. I'm I'm familiar with it. Yes, I just right. haven't read them. And you should because it is great. The a big argument now is uh, it is. I guess what took it so long is the the structure, whether they wanted to nail out the first story in the pilot or just continue that story throughout the year, and you know, typical TV writer shit. Right. But uh, hopefully it's good. In FX, I mean, it's, I, I'm not sure who's all entirely behind it, but this is the channel that brought us the Shield. So right. And yeah, uh, yeah, aren't that. they also doing um, damages? Um, no. Well, yes, damages. But uh, the one I was thinking was. Um, motorcycle oh. show no uh, i'm sorry move on i i just totally had a brain fart on this one that'll happen well, before you go any further yeah. uh speaking of things coming to movies and tv mad anything hear anything new about the uh, walking dead of. coming to amc i haven't no yeah. damn but uh mad men was what i was thinking mad of. men yes that I, I've never seen though? it but i believe it is and i hear great things there are a lot of people on the internet that are obsessed with this show yeah so, and that's, if that's an FX production too, yeah, they're doing well. Better Period. than the Fox Network. What? Jackasses. At least they give us little tidbits of fun. Yeah, I mean, 24 just started again and I'm all obsessed. Of course. And House. House is good. Well, speaking of shows coming up, hopefully, now November 2008, it was announced HBO had ordered a pilot episode for Game of Thrones. It's a potential new series based on George R.R. R. Martin's Song of Ice and Fire novels. If a series was ordered, the plan was to make each season based on a book in the series. The first season, of course, being based on A Game of Thrones. Okay. Almost a year later, Sean Bean had been cast along with some other names, but the series was still not a sure thing, and it wouldn't be until the pilot was seen and the decision would be made. Now comes word straight from HBO's chief of programming, Michael Lombardo, that he has seen footage from the pilot episode, and he believes its chances for getting a full green light are, quote, very strong. Quote, everything looks fantastic. The director got great performances. 
Unlike a lot of projects like this, everything was shot on location. It has such a rich texture that it looks more expensive than it actually was. The fantasy is so incidental that it has a very adult tone. You'll forget it's fantasy while you're watching it, and that's what I love about it. Lombardo went on to state that he would, quote, be surprised if it doesn't get greenlit. It has everything going for it, and that it all went well. And if it goes well, we could very well see Game of Thrones begin March or April of 2011. A couple more details about the pilot episode. It'll be using some CGI effects, mainly for backgrounds, dragon's eggs, animals like the dire wolf, and fans of the book will also be happy to know they are keeping true the, to the distinguishing colors that the different families wear. You know, yeah. I gotta, I gotta hand it to HBO, Showtime. It, they are putting out such great material lately. They are, and and it, you know, just like your article said, there, it looks more expensive than it actually is. I mean, you know, look, look at the Tudors. The yeah. Tudors is shot on location um, in parts of Canada, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But there are some really rich CG that's used in there. Yeah, and that, used well. That it, yeah. And it's used very subtly, but used so well that you're, you're like, wait a minute, was that a CG castle I just saw? Or was that a, you know, a model? And it's done so well that you're like, oh, they have us to spend a lot of money on this. But apparently, it's a fairly moderate budget project yeah. that they've been doing. I mean, granted, yes, they only CG's do like 12... Cheaper, man. I mean, granted, they only do like 12, 13 episodes a season for like that and Dexter and... Right. You know, uh, Big Love just came back on, which is uh, another great series. So, I, kudos to them. I don't know how they're, they're doing it so budget conscious, but they're doing a fantastic job with it. Now, I think I'm the only one here that's read Game of Thrones. Yeah, and yeah I've not read it. Barry, I think especially you would enjoy this book. It's very... It's gritty, Sell dark, it. doesn't... Why would I enjoy this film? This film, this book? Because it pulls no punches. It's, it's that, it stays interesting. It doesn't veer off and get boring like Wheel of Time. Rape, murder, and injustice, and lots of blood. Wow, I would have figured Barry would have said sold right now. <laughs> well, okay, I, I can dig but that. Not, but not for rape, murder, and justice for its sake. It's, how it is works it not, story. How is it not like Robert Jordan's stuff? Doesn't droll on. Okay, I'll read it. <laughs> sold! Sold! <laughs> That's good, because I need something new to read. You know what? Uh, remind me. I'll, I'll give you my copy. Right. Here it is. Now that uh, the numbers have finally come out, this... All right, prepare to be sad. The list of the top-selling U.S. game console retail titles of 2009 are... Drumroll. At number 10, for the Nintendo DS Pokemon Platinum version. Really? What? Number 9, Halo 3 ODST by Bungie for Xbox 360. Okay, Okay. that one's all right. Number 8, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for PlayStation 3. Solid. That's a solid title. We Play for Nintendo at number 7. Yeah. Yeah. But I expected that. Number 6, Mario Kart Wii. Number 5, Wii Fit Plus. I'm glad that's in the top. I'm seeing a pattern here. I'm glad that's in the top because there's some fat gamers out there. Number 4... We fit without the plus. What's the difference? I don't know. One has plus in the title. Yeah. Number three, new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii. Yeah. Number two, Wii Sports Resort. And the number one game of the year, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 for the Xbox 360. Well, at least God. it finished strong. You <laughs> know what? I gotta say, the, the, the Wii titles being in there in the top ten mm-hmm. and dominating the list pretty much. Not really that surprising. No, of course not. There's more I mean, Wii consoles out there now. Well, the games in, adults the can play install, with their children. I was going to say, yeah, that, exactly. It, the install base is not the important number here. It's the a number of family members that will play it. Because we all know, people, we have friends that have children and, you know, play games sort of as their escapism. It's like, all right, here's my reward. I'm going to play, you know, Xbox for an hour because mm-hmm. my kids are asleep. But... You know, typically those games don't get played with their kids. Right. Whereas a lot of the Wii titles, let's face it, are not made for gamers like us. Yeah. Because we like a little more mature material and, you know, we like our blood and guts and in our rich storylines. We don't want Elmo bouncing around on a TV screen going, can you do this? Can you do this? Sure we do. No, we don't. Okay, you're right, we don't. So, I I mean... 
gotta say, I'm not surprised by the number of Wii titles on the list. At the same time, it still saddens me. <laughs> well, the Star Trek Online beta is uh, in full effect. Yes. And, and being played right by being two playing. of the three members of the Ugly Couch show as a... Uh, Soon to be possibly three. Uh, I just spoke with Paul today, folks. He'll be back shortly. Um, he called me on the telephone, and we t- chatted for a little while. Paul's not a guy for MMOs. But he said he's actually interested in playing this one. Oh, so let's he, see how far he gets. Paul, I can tell you right now, you're going to get bored before you hit level 10. i got to do what? That's, that's i got to ju- gotta jump? What, what this, do i got to do? Oh, oh God, forget it. I'll just oh, play my DS. Oh, this takes too long. Too many uh, buttons. Oh, shit. How long are these things? Oh. Oh. Yeah, Paul, Paul is more of a casual <laughs> gamer if you haven't figured that out by now. but uh, He loves his games. He, the, every now and but then he, he surprises us. Him. Well, but every now and then he surprises us with a game that he plays all the way through and we're like, you did what? That's true. Yes, so, but notice it's a surprise. Sure. <laughs> this game? No. Uh, no. Well, we'll see. If, if, if he gets on it, Dude buys the game and plays anyway, it. Anyway, let's just talk and about the game. The game itself, I kind of dig it so far. We're in open beta, so we can talk about this. There's right. not like a big NDA. Um, and besides, it's going to be lifted on the 26th, so whatever. It was uh, it's, it's a good experience so far. You don't, you don't expect too much of it, because it is a game in beta. Yeah. Now, everyone has to compare games to World of Warcraft. Every MMO has to be compared to Warcraft. Because that's the well, high. That's, well, it was that's the bar. It was sort of the paradigm shift in that. Um, when Warcraft was in beta, it was solid. It had some bugs, yeah, but it was solid. It didn't have all the. It doesn't have all the features it has now. Christ, no. Right. But it had enough, and this game has about as many features as Warcraft did. Is it as polished? No, they don't. Have, it, it, Cryptic isn't Blizzard. You know, they're not like that. But. It's got a solid base, and I know that a lot can be added to this game. Yeah. Well, the reason that they're doing so many people in this beta is because they're trying to find these bug fixes and get them out for the full well, release. Well, that's, that's why they do any beta. But yeah, that's no. The thing. The but I mean, thing I'm that's, saying is I'm it's just got a lot to, that, that, it, that can be added to the game, I can see right away. Sure. And, and right I know, now, I don't see any reason for social interaction between people. No. And I know well, that most of our listeners are aware of this, but, you know, there are a lot of people that don't understand that betas are there to get... It's, they, they put all these people in these betas because the more people that are playing it, the more likely they're going to find That's these tragic flaws and get them fixed. It's not in question. And, yeah. and people, you know, like I said, most of our listeners are aware of this. However, there are some out there that are just like, this isn't working. Why is this server always down? Blah, blah, blah. It's like... Because you know, well, apparently it's all over the shut up. apparently it's all over the forums. But you know, again, it's like hello, well, it's forums. <laughs> hello, it's a it's a freaking beta. You yeah, know, the forums and of course, of people that post on forums tend crap. to be a little Warcraft forums, Star Wars Galaxies forums. I remember those being fun. <laughs> uh, the forum is a place where idiocy breeds. Oh hell, Torgo can tell you from his own um, research for the uh, for the Couchcast here about. Trolling through the forums to get information. No, how, don't even. How don't how awful. Even, no. he, he came out of his he came out of his room with the look like he had just walked through a river of shit. Forums are a river of shit. <laughs> so to, to get to the other side. Anyway, and came out going, I cannot ever get clean again. I picked an engineer. <laughs> I started as an engineer because I want to pilot. I want to pilot the big ships. Mm-hmm. Um, I, right in the beginning of the game, you go through a tutorial and. Everyone's beginning game experience is the same. And so far, the game experience is still the same as everybody else's. Everybody being with either an engineer or science or tactical officer. Right. Um, it's the same until you get to like level like 15 or 16 or the equivalent thereof. Right. And right now it's capped at 16, but they're about to release that cap. Yeah. So. Now I have to ask, when the game goes into the retail release... Mm-hmm. Do you get to keep any of this, or does everything no. reset? No, everything so should reset. Your, I, your, level, your level reset. Maybe they don't. No, they've already announced it. Everything will reset. Okay, so, good. So, so we got to go through all this shit again. Yeah, so that's so why... So people um, investing all this time are, you know, really just helping fix bugs yeah, and should it. not expect that their characters are going to go forward. Mm-hmm. They're getting something interesting. They're getting right. an advance 
on all these specific missions. Sure. So when I go to a specific uh, mission planet or whatever, I'm there to do with a certain thing. And it's always going to be the same. So it's not like, oh, well, here's another mission on the same planet. Here's another mission on the same planet. No, it's always the same. Well, I like it that when I jump in it for real, I already have the game mechanics under my fingers already innate. Yeah. So when it's time to fly the ship, I'm already ready to fly that ship. And I'm not going to spend my points unwisely. Yes. And I just, start. I just want to say how gorgeous ship combat looks. I am blown away by how beautiful this game is. It is a very ship pretty game. Uh, you know, I mean, as far as walking around, being into planets and so on, that's that's okay, kind of par for the course. But the space combat is just brilliant looking. Now, it's important to note that Torgo has a crazy video card, <laughs> video setup. <laughs> I have a mediocre video setup and still looks very pretty. So, well, we just need up. to we just need to do a little tweaking on your system. Barry has a good computer; it's just configured poorly. We just need yeah. to go in and uh, whatever. Make a the few game's tweaks. still good, though. Yeah. It's still sweet. The, the soundtrack's fun. I'm not too crazy about the uh, character uh, character creation. Character, character creation. Are you serious? I love that thing. And did you did you make your own alien? No. Make your own alien. It'll change everything that you think about it. Oh, God. I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, well, I'm a, I'm a Bajoran... I'm th- you don't Borg do it to that. You're Bolian no. Betazoid. Not, not for that, because that's where the... Star Wars land. That's where, the crea- that's where that thing really shines. That's where you have so many options. I'm not really interested in just creativity. <laughs> but that's where you're, you're talking about your, your character creator. That's where it's at. Barry just wants to be a Star Trek, uh, excuse me, a Starfleet uh, Ferengi, is all. That's all, and I can't even be a Ferengi right now. This is me all. Well, can't you use, this is something that came up online that I was was looking at the other day. With the character creator in there, there's a four-lobed head and there are large ears. Can't you make yourself look like a Ferengi? But I'm not a Ferengi. Well, I mean, it won't say Ferengi, it'll say like race unknown, but it'll, for for all intents and purposes... Be a Ferengi in appearance, right? It's not the same. It is, yeah, I agree. It's not the same. But in Alpha, there was a Ferengi character, so chances are that's going to come back again later. Yeah, probably. So you'll be all right. You can only right, right now. The only hub is uh, Earth. Yeah, the solar. As far as system. I know, the space dock. But you can't really like go land on Earth and go hang out somewhere. No, <laughs> but but uh, but not yet. Again, these are things that could come in later. In fact, they're about to open up more of the game to the beta, so you'll be able to visit Deep Deep Space Space Nine Nine. pretty soon. Yeah. The only thing that kind of bothers me is how big the bridges are. I've only been on a bridge, like, once, Mm -hmm. and it's just huge. And I I can't just wander around my own ship. No. But that's what some people want to do. I know. I want to do that. That's all right. It's not. It's not. That's what's. Eh, the, not it's yet. there for you. For example, there's the uh, Wolf Five Nine. Wolf Three Five Nine. That's the one. Uh, that system there. It has this great memorial to the Great Borg battle, and just this graveyard of ships and pieces of of Borg cube just everywhere. And it's stunning to go look at. There's no reason to go there except to see to sightsee essentially. But the amount of awe that is put into that whole instance yeah, is fantastic. I'd like to see that. It's, and there's a gigantic memorial that was built to the, to the battle. And so I do like that. But again, not necessarily something everybody wants to go see because it doesn't really have a purpose in the game, at least not yet. As a problem with space games is that a lot of it is just blackness. And nothing. There's nothing to see. And I think that's what I appreciate so far is the lack of blackness thus far. Yeah. Well, yeah. but space is disease and danger. Thank you, asshat. It's, <laughs> it, it's uh, like sector space is where you spend a lot of time. It's like yeah. the between space where you're going really fast. Um, flying I, on the map. Yeah, basically flying on the map. That, that's all it is. There's nothing much to see there, and there shouldn't be anything to see there technically. Um, there's nothing they can do about that. So they have to make the rest of the game really stand out. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not like it the works. TV series. Like, we'll be at this planet in 23 hours, 57 minutes, and then, the, you know, the next scene, they're there. You know, well, There's a lot of drama on the Star Trek episodes that happens on the ships. Yeah. And uh, that's just not going to happen in this no. game. 
and see how it could. However, I would really have liked to have seen, and this is just wish thinking now, okay. um, being able to team up and everyone be on one ship and take orders from the captain. That's what everyone kind of thought it was going to be when it was first announced. And that's why everyone was like, well, wait a second, who gets to be the captain? <laughs> so, yeah. my, my character is just a lowly engineer. What the hell? Yeah. Eh. Let Starfleet decide. Let the computer decide. That's all right. But, yeah, it's gorgeous. And I just want to throw out there that uh, they have a deal going on now. It's only going to be available until February 1st, just before the game gets its official release. Just like they did with Champions, you can buy a lifetime subscription to Star Trek Online. A one-time fee, and you don't do it at monthly charge for the rest of your life. Fee's pretty stiff. $244, folks. So I think it's a bargain. If you break it down into how much you play, if this, this is obviously going to be an MMO that's going to be around a while. If it's something that's a... Uh, well, I mean, look how long a, World of Warcraft's been around. Right, but this, that's based on the other MMOs. That's a blue moon. Let's talk sure. more about Lineage 2. Let's, let's, you know. Well, but this is a major studio name. Exactly, and then that's my point. But, I mean, even the Matrix uh, MMO died out, what, a year and a half ago, got closed down? Something mm, like that? Yeah, something like that. And so, you know, there, there is a finite life to most MMOs, except for a few special ones. But I have a feeling this is going to be one of the special ones. So if you think you're going to devote some time to it, if you've played the beta and it agrees with you, yeah, that's if you have the cash to spare in these trying times, that's not a bad move. Plus, you get to have a Borg as a playable character. It does tie you into the game for two years, and what if you think it's boring after five months? Most people don't play right. a lot of MMOs. That that's true. I mean, this this is obvious. More than maybe four or six months. And like Champions, this also might be a limited amount because there was only so many that Champions was selling. So this is it's it's definitely right for the people that know they're going to spend a lot of time on it that are hardcore MMO players like Torgo here. I would not call myself a hardcore MMO player. Well, you you are for about three months straight, and then you get bored with it, and then you go back to it though. So I, I do that, yes, but I solo. You can't be a hardcore MMO player in solo. I, I think it's in the rules. Well, but. Uh, I could easily see you playing this for a few months, setting it aside, and then going back to it several times. Right, right. So the lifetime subscription for you makes sense. Yeah, and for someone um, else there, it probably makes sense too. So. It would probably make sense for Barry as well. However, for John Q. Public out here, it might not be for them. You know, they might do, as you say, play six months and then decide, I'm really done with the game. I don't want to play it anymore. I got my fun out of it and shut down their account. That's true. I don't know if I want to pay $240 up front for a game I'm not sure about. Sure. You know? I've played enough at this point that I know that I enjoy the game. Oh, I enjoy it too, but I don't know if I enjoy $240 worth. Unless they do a Galaxy reboot to it, I'm probably going to enjoy the game. But what this allows me to do is to walk away from the game when I'm tired of playing it and walk back when I want to play again. Which is something I do with MMOs quite a bit. Yeah. And yeah. so. But what if Star Wars, uh, Nice Little Republic, or whatever the hell it is, mm-hmm. comes out and that MMO is so awesome, I don't play this game ever again? That's a, that's a strong possibility, too, that exists. So, if, and honestly, I don't have 240 bucks to blow right now. And a lot yeah. of people don't. Well, so and, and life is fraught with risks. That's Look true. Look all the people that lost money in their into individual retirement accounts, myself included. And I had mine in the low risk investment category. But see, the only, the, you know what investment this is? You get nothing for it, other than you save some money if you happen to be playing it. No, nope, nope, you know what you get? You get joy in life. You get two additional characters. And that has no price. And a playable Borg. Now you could do a twelve month subscription. And it's only it's half of that price. Yeah. But in two years, you're going to be you know paying another hundred twenty yeah, bucks. Right. And you don't get the playable Borg, but you still get the two additional character slots. If you think you might be playing this. More than two years down the line, then get it. Yeah, that's where it comes down to. Get it, yeah. Uh, in case you're interested, if for uh, U.S. Uh, players, it's fifteen dollars a month, or forty-two dollars for three months, or seventy-eight dollars for six months. Right, and the lifetime offer and the yearly offer goes away on, Feb- on February first. After that, those are no longer available. 
that's all we got for CouchCast number 35. So, I'm Master Torgo. I'm Dr. Lord. 80's Jeff. And we'll see you next week when we got geeky stuff to talk about, because there's always something geeky. And we might have a special guest. We do? Maybe. Really? Really? I hope so. I An hope... old friend, maybe. I hope it's Donkey Kong. It could be. Donkey Kong is not one. It's a geeky community.